She painfully waited to hold a child of her own. She went to the temple and literally begged Hashem for a child. The high priest saw her in her unfiltered and intense state of prayer and asked her, What are you doing, Hannah? Why are you waiting and praying for something that God has not already blessed you with? Who are you to do such a thing? The holy woman responded with words that continue to echo in the recesses of every waiting heart, including my own. My master, she said, this is my soul speaking. It is my soul that wants this. My soul wants this child. And so it was. You know, Hannah went home, perhaps dancing the whole way, and shortly after her waiting was done. She was blessed with a child. It's so powerful. <laughs> it's really so powerful. Much too often, the time we spend waiting becomes a time of silence and shame. We become afraid to admit to others and even to ourselves that we are waiting for something. We ask ourselves the same question that the high priest asked Hannah. Who am I to be waiting for this? You know. But like normal human beings, um, it gets a little more complicated sometimes. Um, a little more subconscious. And complex. Woot woot to being human. Um, the questions we ask ourselves um, about our waiting time usually comes out in one of two ways. So tell me if you relate to this. Um, just kidding. You're listening. I won't be able to hear you. <laughs> but you can be in touch after. Um, but yeah, usually it happens in one of two ways. That either we dissociate from the fact that we're waiting. Pretending that we're perfectly content and fine without the thing we're waiting for. You know, kind of we enter into the state of denial. We're like, nah, I'm not even, let's say with getting married. I'll, I'm going to be using that as an example because that's definitely what brought me on this journey. My waiting to get married, you know, a lot of times. And I don't necessarily blame, I actually not at all blame religion for this as much as, you know, the societal construct that we've created that kind of makes us feel like we're meant to be doing certain things at certain times. Um, but anyways... Um, from the time I was 19, I, I thought I was getting married and for the past few years, not getting married kind of was like, what is happening? <laughs> you know, and that, that's kind of what brought me on this journey of, of understanding the waiting time. But anyways, about the waiting. Yeah. So when we're waiting, we, we do one of two things that we either dissociate from the fact that we're waiting, um, getting into the state of denial where that would look like, no. I don't even want to get married. I'm happy single. You know, single life is awesome. It's no pressure here. You know, I can travel the world. <laughs> um, or the second option is that we become completely obsessed with our lack of the thing we're waiting for. And we become unable to identify ourselves in any way other than I am waiting for this thing. Like, I become, I am single. And until I get married, I'm unable to be anything, anything other than single. So both of those thought processes lead to tremendous feelings of shame and pain, really, um, conscious or unconscious. Um, jealousy, lots of different things come up from those thought processes. But Hannah's prayer and really everything that we're about to be talking about is a wake-up call to all of us in the waiting place. My soul wants this child, Hannah said. My soul, that's a literal piece of God that is the most 
beautiful, divine, whole, perfect thing that could possibly be. My soul has this desire. My soul wants this. This isn't just an ego trip, you know? Waiting, my waiting for this thing is a divine activity. There is no shame in waiting for something your soul says you need. Waiting, in honesty, is a sign of growth. It's a sign of life. It's okay to know that you're waiting for something. You know, the fact that your soul wants this, and and if you're honest with yourself, ask yourself, like, this desire that you have, this desire is the thing that you're waiting for, is it something that your soul wants? Because if so, I'm going to repeat it a million times. Well, I won't, don't worry. But I, I wish I could repeat it a million times. There is no shame in waiting for something that your soul says you need. There is no shame in waiting for something your soul says you need. Yes, it's natural to either get into that place of denial or get into that place of obsession. But when you think about it, let yourself feel that, that truth that your neshama, your soul wants that. Your My soul wants to get married, you know, and there's no shame in wanting that. It's okay. It's okay to be waiting for that. If anything, it's a positive thing. We're not meant to be that monk sitting on the mountaintop wanting nothing other than what we have. If your soul wants something, embrace it. Look in the mirror and say, yes, I want this. It's okay. Um, the question becomes not who am I to be waiting for this, but what is my wait going to look like? Yes, I'm waiting, but what will I look like in that waiting time? Because if just like Hana, you know, the fact that we're waiting for this thing is because our soul is asking for this thing that we're waiting for. And perhaps the waiting time too, you know, the process of waiting has something to do with our soul. So I dare to ask, is there more going on in this waiting time than just the pain and anxiety that it's causing me? Is there something bigger going on here that I can actually be a part of, that I'm being called on to be a part of? This is not just about learning how to cope better in the waiting time. It's about that too, you know. Um, This naturally will lead to a calmer sense and being able to be calm and not as stressed out and anxious and shamed. Um, But this is about really understanding that the time of waiting just might be a part of our divine service in this world. And that perhaps we actually have a job to do while we wait. Um, So... Yeah, it's a big question, but I think I think that we can, you know, big questions have big answers. So let's get into it. So let's backtrack a bit, because if we're going to start to figure out how to how to be in the waiting time, um, we first got to understand why we wait in the first place, because, yes, it's human nature, but humans were created You know, we don't just randomly have the human nature that we have. Everything, literally everything, is by divine design. So let's backtrack. Um, There was a time before time began. A spaceless theory of reality in which all that existed was God and our souls. And then, in a flash of wisdom and kindness and love, God created the world. God created the world so that the love that existed between God and the souls would no longer just be theoretical. It would no longer just be an abstract concept. We were going to express our love, just like any two people that love each other and they create a third with their love, you know. 
um, we, we, us and God, we wanted to do that too. So, so, so began the world. Um, but like any good relationship, there needs to be boundaries. Um, there needs to be the ability for both lovers to be fully themselves within the relationship. And then as full individuals to come and find each other. Were God to have created the world within the bountifulness of his infinite light, we would never have been able to find ourselves enough to choose him, to choose each other. So God made a space. Chassidus calls that space Tzimtzum. Tzimtzum, Tzimtzum, Tzimtzum. <laughs> um, okay, so the Tzimtzum, which is the space that God created, um, created a possibility of there being a space where the now humanly clothed souls, that's us by the way, um, could walk through the streets and be completely unaware that the world around them is literally nothing but a manifestation of God's essence. The Tzimtzum created a space where people could look into another person's eyes and see flesh and blood without the soul breathing through every pore of their body. The Tzimtzum created a space where we could look in the mirror and see flesh and blood and not enoughness. The Tzimtzum created a space where people would not naturally know that we are living within the most intense and awesome relationship with our creator. But then those people could grow to find God again and choose him, really truly choose him. The Tzimtzum created a space where we could actually choose each other as full individuals. Anyways, if you're wondering how this all has to do with waiting, just you wait. Haha. <laughs> okay, so about 200 years ago, there was a revolution in the cosmos about what divine insights, what truths of reality human beings should be allowed to be aware of while in this world. One of the gifts we received was the awareness that Simsum, this space devoid of godliness, is actually not literal. You know, it's in Hebrew, it's Simsum lo kipshuto. Simsum, this space devoid of godliness. It's not literal. The author of the Tanya explained to us that in truth, there was never a literal space created in God's infinite light. There is no actual absence of God's essence. There is simply concealment. It's like being in a room with all the lights off. You're going to be walking through the room and bumping into tables and thinking they're chairs and bumping into lamps and thinking they're people. But when you bump into a table and think it's a chair, it doesn't actually make the table a chair and if you turn on the light you will see that the table never stopped being a table you just weren't able to see it and it's the same with simsum it's really all your perception the lights are off you're not hallucinating though god is the one that is making you unable to see god within the space but the truth is there is no space there is only god's oneness the reality is that every piece of dust, every interaction, every cloud that floats through the sky is always what it is in the moment because God is isifying it into being in that exact moment. It's literally all oneness. There was never and could never be a break in God's oneness. Ain't on salvado. It's all unity. It's all one. It's all God. All of it. All of you. All of me. Everything. Even the stuff that doesn't seem very godly, even the darkness. There is not a moment of life that isn't surging with divine energy. All of reality is one great symphony of unity, of oneness. True, we can't always see it, 
but that doesn't make it not the case. It doesn't make it not true. This whole romantic drama um, kind of comes together when we realize that the purpose of all of creation, you know, the purpose of God creating the space in the first place, that, you know, the space that, that isn't actually devoid of God definitely appears to be so, is for us to live within the space. And then from within the space, to choose him. To choose to reveal the light that the darkness actually is. And to choose to see the world around us and ourselves as what the world truly is and what we truly are, you know, instead of what we sometimes appear to be. To see ourselves as godly and good and beautiful and inherently worthy and creative and maybe even more than good enough, you know, and not just parts of us, but all of us, because it's all of us that are part of the unity, all the parts of ourselves. It's to turn on the lights, revealing the garden that the world always has been. You know, essentially it's to bring Mashiach, which is really the time when the lights are going to be on and our eyes will be open and we'll be living in this intense, open and revealed relationship with God. And we'll realize that like, hey, uh, there never actually was a space to begin with. But it was only because of the time we spent in the space, the time where we spent choosing to reveal the parts of ourselves that we didn't find naturally, but we chose to see were there, that we were able to create this. Okay, so here's what might be a big statement. Um, every time you experience a space of waiting, you are experiencing the tzimtzum, in your life. You know, essentially the space of waiting moments is the same as the symptom space. It's a space that we look at and say, God is not there. That space is empty. This waiting space is empty. Or maybe God is there, but it's not the same God that's going to be there when I actually get the thing I'm waiting for, you know? Um, it's these white space moments where I don't really see what's going on and I don't know what will happen next or even what's happening now and it's kind of just this emptiness, this empty space, empty moments. There's no fireworks of wonder and excitement and like, yes, this is good. Um, it's just empty. It's just waiting. But remember the truth we know about Tsimtsum. It isn't literal. Tsimtsum lo kipshito. There is no such thing as empty space in this world. There is no such thing as a moment that is not part of God's unity. And yet it appears that way, true, but it's not actually empty. It's God's oneness. But it looks empty. And perhaps, perhaps, dear friends, <laughs> um, perhaps that's the point. You know, perhaps Hashem creates these white space moments, these seemingly empty moments, because it is in them and only in them that we are able to truly choose. Think about it practically for a second. You know, the moment you actually get the thing that you're waiting for, think about that moment, whether it's holding your baby or being under the chuppah or getting the job or, I don't know, finding the dress, <laughs> you know. Um, in that moment, there's no choice happening. It is only the surreal and absolutely overwhelming experience of God's oneness. It's just going to be what it's going to be and you're going to be overwhelmed by it and it's going to be awesome, but there's not going to be any choice. It's, gonna, it's in the empty spaces. That's when we can define our world. That's where we can create our reality. 
The world has a purpose and your life has a purpose. The same way that on a grand scale, we are meant to be in the space of the Tsimtsum because it's in that space of not noticeably seeing God's unity that we can actually choose God for real. You know, you are also meant to be in the individual Tsimtsum of your life in your waiting moment. So yes, we could distract ourselves and just wait for the wait to be over or we could lean into what's actually happening. When you understand it like this, waiting for something takes on a whole new meaning. The wait becomes an opportunity to reach parts of yourself and places in life you would never have been able to reach without the wait. So one of the opportunities we have while in the waiting moments, in these white space empty moments, seemingly empty moments, is um, the purpose of working through the thoughts in our mind, our own self-talk, and specifically the self-talk that comes up in those moments of waiting for the specific thing that your soul is saying you need um which is unique to you you know so you know it's actually fascinating that even science has started to catch up to this truth that um torah has been telling us for centuries that an individual person's thoughts actually make a real difference on the entirety of existence and on the purpose of all of existence so this isn't the time to be humble, you know, like your thoughts really matter and your self-talk matters and waiting moments is literally the time that is beckoning you towards it saying like these thoughts are some of the biggest thoughts that you have to work through and it's actually, it's, it's just amazing to think about that if we give ourselves permission to lean into our waiting process and yeah, it's hella vulnerable it's not easy i know it's not takes courage and bravery but you know we have it all inside of us but if, if we give ourselves permission to lean into it instead of away from it um you'll hear we will hear the exact thoughts that were put into this world to work through those thoughts that come up in the midst of that pain in the midst of that waiting that's your purpose you know one of your purposes at least that's it's you have a purpose to work through those thoughts. Um, so for me, some of the thoughts that come up, you know, like I'm not enough until I have the thing I'm waiting for, or I'm not able to be fully joyful until I get what I'm waiting for, or even I'm not where I am meant to be. Um, but honestly, it's a personal journey for everyone. The thoughts are going to be different for everyone. But as you lean into your waiting moments, instead of away from them, you're going to start to hear thoughts that is up that that you are here to to work through and those thoughts are going to be testament to what you are waiting to believe about yourself and a lot of times it's going to come up like when i have the thing i'm waiting for then i will be fill in the blank so when i have the thing when i get married then i'll be worthy or then i'll be valuable or then i'll be beautiful or whatever it is but let, let, let it come up for you. What are you waiting to believe about yourself or about your relationship with Hashem? Because in truth, yeah, you're waiting for the thing itself, but you're also waiting for that belief about yourself, for that, for that, you know. Um, so lean into your process. <laughs> lean into it and figure it out. And then, and then learn to believe it. Change your self-talk to learn to believe what it is you're waiting to believe about yourself. You know, Talk, we talk a lot about darkness in the world that's waiting to be transformed to light and transforming the darkness of the world to light. But this is, this is it. This is the darkness. This is the world that is waiting to be transformed into beauty. It's you.
it's you and your own mind and your own heart so so don't don't doubt yourself lean in and yeah it's hard but a lot of time in all honesty the truth is and I know this is a hard thing to hear maybe but getting the thing that you're waiting for isn't going to be what's going to change the thought you are going to be what's going to change the thought you are going to be what's going to be the deciding factor of your belief in your inherent beauty and goodness and worthiness and value and your belief that Hashem is taking care of you and that it's okay and that Mashiach is coming, you know, and all these good things that we're waiting to believe. It's you. It's going to be you, not the thing you're getting, not the thing you're waiting for. Um, so, so yeah, I bless you with that. Okay, so all this is nice and fun to talk about, but here's a question. <laughs> um, what about when things are taking time and it's really hard and really stressful and not easy? And yeah, all this truth about the purpose and the time that you spend waiting and that the purpose is that's in some space of revealing the truth in it and revealing the power and purpose that you have in it and all that fun stuff, but Sometimes it's really stressful and first of all, empathy on to you, girl. I feel you or boy, I don't know who's listening, but I I feel you. It's not easy. It's really not easy. <laughs> um one thing to keep in mind, it's interesting, is when it gets stressful, to just notice that in truth, the only stressful thing about the waiting process taking time is the thought that it's not meant to be taking time. In other words, waiting is stressful when we think we're not meant to be waiting. So honestly, check in with yourself. Check in with yourself if the thought that says that your process, this waiting time, isn't meant to be taking time, isn't meant to be taking the time that it's taking, is actually caused by the thought that your process is meant to look like the other person's process. Um, I know I feel that way very often. Um, and if so, just just know, just be aware that that thought is totally not your fault. You know, we were raised in a society that has convinced us that process is only okay when the process looks the same as the other guy's process. From like when we're little, we're all in the same grade at the same time, you know, and it's if you're held a grade back, it's like you're one year off. And even then it's like this whole big deal. But then we grow up and everything happens to us at different times, you know, really from the time like you graduate. Um, things start being an individ- more individualized. Um, I mean, we all know that some friends get married, some friends don't. Some friends have babies, some friends don't. Some friends' babies are one way. Some, you know, everything's happening at different times. But the expectations of the right thing happening at the right time remains. So just take a moment and check in with yourself. If if no one else in the world existed, if there was no one to compare your process to, if you were the only one, <laughs> would you be okay with how your process is unraveling? With your story, like would you would you be okay with it? If you looked in the mirror and you saw your story and there was no one to compare it to, would you be okay with it? Is there a possibility that the exact journey you are on is actually the best one for you. Just take a moment, notice, think about it, you know. I give you permission, I I really do, and um, 
even better, you know, God gives you permission to, to be present exactly where you are now at this moment of your, of your process and of your journey, even though it doesn't look like the other person's. I give you, I give you permission to, to be present where you are in your process. Um, I feel like I have to say this, even though it's so corny. Don't deny yourself the gift of living in the present. <laughs> but for real, honestly, the stress comes when you think that your process is meant to look like another process, another person's process. Your process is infinitely valuable. Your time is infinitely valuable. Don't be afraid to be where you are. This is your story. This is your story. And it's an amazing story. And it's um, <laughs> ah, it's so clear to me. Your story is your story. And, it, and it's beautiful. And it's powerful. And it's infinitely valuable. Don't let the thought that it's meant to look like another person's story stop you from seeing that. Be proud of where you are. Look in the mirror and smile at yourself. Yes, I'm not married yet. And yes, it's okay. I am okay. And yes, I'm getting married soon. And there are moments when it's painful because my soul really wants this. But Hashem knows that and I'm going to be married soon. And at the same time as all of that, right now I'm beautiful and shining and exactly where I'm supposed to be. Okay, so I'm about to make a really radical statement that I know is very hard to believe, but here it goes. Drumroll, please. Choosing to be present where you are now is not going to make the thing that you're waiting for come even a second later. Should I repeat that? Choosing to be present now is not going to make the thing you're waiting for come even a second later. Crazy. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> that is a huge point that I want to say also a million times. It Just because you're present, it doesn't mean that the thing that you're waiting for is going to not come. It It will. <laughs> We tend to think that the more I stress about something, the sooner it will happen. It sounds so funny to even say it out loud, but we all do it. But it's just, it's not the case. Relax. It's okay. Be present in your life. Shine your light where you are now, in who you are now. Shine the light that you are now because you're so shiny. Guys, <laughs> this moment is dancing. This moment is dancing. The mountains, the sun, the sky, every cell in your body. Hashem is causing it all to be in this exact moment. Everything in existence is dancing the dance of God's unity. Join into the dance. Even while you're waiting, you are allowed to dance where you are. You are allowed to accept that you are okay where you are and that maybe it's even good to be where you are right now. I know this might sound completely radical, we don't usually think this way, but it's okay to be okay while you are waiting. It's okay. <laughs> you are allowed to be okay while you're waiting. Um, and being okay isn't going to make the thing you're waiting for not come. It's not. It's going to come whether you feel worthy or not or whether you, it's, it's going to happen. It will, but it's also okay to dance in the moment that you're in. It's actually really crazy to think about that. Literally, there's not one thing, there's not anything in this entire world that can stop you from getting the thing that you're waiting for. Not a mountain, not an ocean, not a person, not a system, literally nothing. Um, because everything's God. <laughs> everything is godliness. And God can't stand in the way of God. And God is the one giving you the thing that you're waiting for. So nothing can stand in the way you're going to get it 
it's literally just a matter of timing, a matter of divine timing. It's like literally like my singleness right now, my not being marriedness <laughs> is literally a product of nothing other than divine timing. I'm not single because of the system or because I got left behind somehow. There cannot be an experience of life that isn't a part of God's oneness, even the Shadal system, even the Shadal system. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy. You're going to get the thing that you're waiting for when it's meant for you, when the divine timing is right. And until then, I'm meant to be single. You're meant to be exactly where you are until that moment comes. Really, the goal, I would say, is to become so present in the moment that you're in that you actually start to notice that this moment right now is propelling you in the direction of the thing you're waiting for. You're like on this conveyor belt going there and you're going, you're, it, it's coming. The thing is going to find you. Your husband's going to find you. The baby's going to come. Everything's going to happen. I promise. But you're on your way there. And I don't, I bless you that it happens right now. But in the moment, as you're flowing in that direction, just take a moment to notice that there's beauty and the beauty is you and notice that the flow of life the flow of God's unity it's it's not working against you it's it's working for you it's working with you so join in the flow start dancing you know flow with Hashem instead of against him it's crazy (laughs) so it's really very visual in my mind right now that it's like it's really like a river you know life is flowing And the river is always kind. The flow is always kind because Hashem is always kind. And the flow is beckoning. Won't won't you please come dance with me? I'm going to take you to where you need to go. I'm going to take you to the thing you're waiting for. Because remember from the beginning of this, there is no shame in waiting for the thing that your soul says you need because it's your soul that's asking for it. And your soul is one with God and God is one with the world. And if your soul needs it, it's going to happen. It will. And so it's like this river that's flowing you and you're in the river and it's flowing and it's saying, come dance with me, come flow with me. You're going towards the thing you're waiting for. But then like we stand in this river and our feet are stuck in the mud and it's raining and like we're trying so hard to walk in the opposite direction of the flow. Like the the river's flowing and we're like going the opposite direction, like trying so hard to like manipulate reality to fit an expectation that we have convinced ourselves is the best thing when really we have no idea what's best for us. But but even if we, we think is best for us is the thing we're waiting for. Fine, it is. But flow, let yourself flow. Maybe it'll come in 10 minutes. Maybe it'll come in 10 seconds. Maybe it'll come in a day. And maybe that's okay. Maybe it's okay to be waiting. Maybe it's okay to be dancing today as a single person. As as somebody who doesn't have the thing you're waiting for. Maybe today you have a mission to do and a job to do and a purpose to fulfill and to and a beauty to be in who you are right now without that thing, as a person waiting for that thing. Flow with the river, swim. It's okay. Let it take you, you know? You don't have to make make it hard for yourself. You don't have to manipulate it. You don't have to go the opposite direction of the flow. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay to be okay. And yes, even when you're okay, the thing you're waiting for will still will still come. It will. <laughs> Actually really interesting to think about like where did we learn to believe that if Hashem is going to give us the thing that we're waiting for, 
he's going to give it to us now. And like somehow if he doesn't give it to us right now, it's like somehow not going to happen. You know, like if the miracle is going to happen, the miracle is going to happen now. Otherwise, like will it ever happen? It's interesting. It's, it, it's somehow we learned, we learned to believe that, but, but like, is that true? Like, it's interesting, like we're waiting for this miracle of getting the thing that we're waiting for, especially that thought process comes in moments of anxiety and stress or like when we're surrounded by everybody else that has the thing that we're waiting for. And it's like, we just need the miracle and we need it to happen now. And if it doesn't happen now, like we're doomed for life. But like literally like we're waiting for a miracle when in the meantime, like open your eyes. Like you are inside of the miracle that is happening. <laughs> it's crazy. Like miracles aren't one second long occurrences. Miracles are literally every moment. If only we open our eyes to to see it. Because like what is a miracle? If you think about it, a miracle is literally Hashem intervening and saying, "Hi there. Hello child. Hello friend. This is me. Hi, it's God. Uh I'm giving you exactly what you need right now." Like that's a miracle, you know? And literally this moment, like right now, as you're listening to these words right now, like this moment that you are in right now is that. (laughs) It's crazy. This moment, literally right now, Hajim is creating you and the world and everything around you, spinning it at the exact speed that it needs to be spun for you. Like this process that you are on right now, including this waiting process, it's not just a means to an end. It is the end. It is in the miracle. And yes, the thing you are asking for and waiting for is coming. And I bless you that it happens literally before I even finish this the next sentence. Did it come? It might have. I wouldn't be surprised. But literally like right now in this exact moment, you are living the miracle. You are being held by a God who just birthed you and formed the world that surrounds you right now exactly as you are because it's exactly as you need to be. And you're being held by a God who is literally creating you in the exact moment that you are in because it is the exact moment that you are meant to be experiencing. So yes, it's taking time, but the time that you're in right now is, is miraculous. So sometimes, um, very often, um, there are seeming interruptions in the flow. You know, like if we're going to talk about the river, sometimes there are rocks and painful, jagged, sharp objects (laughs) that we don't really know what they are. Or fish. Fish are so scary. You know, when you're swimming and you see a fish and like you start running and you look at the fish and you're like, why am I scared of you? You're just a fish. But like, it's scary. It's intense something about it even though like can't even hurt you but like whatever (laughs) but sometimes there are things that that are painful in the flow and in those moments you know you just want it all to to end and you just want to get the thing that you're waiting for it's so painful it's so painful I feel you I really really do in those moments where like you just can't imagine another moment going by without the thing that you're waiting for so freaking hard (laughs) um this is probably a good time to say um in case it hasn't been clear yet that there is room to grieve on this process you know there's room to cry it's very painful to be waiting and it's not your fault that it's painful god is the one doing it god is the one causing us to experience that symptom 
it's not your fault that this hurts. And as you journey on this process, you will need to cry. You will need to grieve a life that was all about expectations, all about you feeling you know what is best for you and the best time for everything to happen. It's okay to cry. It it is. (laughs) Feel the pain of letting that go. Feel the pain of things not working out as your child self dreamed they would. It's painful. It's really painful. But just know that when you're ready, many tears later, (laughs) um, you can rise again. You can use the interruption in the flow as an opportunity but only once you feel the pain. It can't be before then. You, you have to feel the pain first. But once you feel the pain, you can find the part of you that is naturally so full of confidence and joy and trust because it knows it is held by God. The part of you that knows that in truth, hearing a yes and hearing a no is really the same thing because they are both the highest and most absolute expression of God's unity and kindness. Both are for you to bring you closer to yourself, to Hashem and really to the thing you're waiting for. The part of you that knows that not only is this moment painful because it is created by God right now, but it is purposeful because of that too. That there is purpose and opportunity in this moment, in the seeming interruption of the flow. It is actually part of the flow. (laughs) It's not happening against you. Nothing is. This is happening for you. So when you're ready, you can rise. You can allow yourself to rise. Don't give in. Don't give in. Don't give in to victimhood and mediocrity. Don't give in to the voice that will try to convince you that because it didn't work out this time, it won't work out in the future. Be honest with yourself. Be authentic. What can you learn from this unmet expectation as you go forwards? Is there perhaps a reason that you needed this exact experience in your life? Sometimes, you know, we get the thought that says, I am so big that I can mess up the weight. essentially what you're saying is you are so big that you can get in the way of the unity hello you are the unity this all is the unity all of this experience all of you within this experience so one of the huge questions that that flow from this conversation um, is something that i have a lot a question that comes up for me a lot Um, i'm not sure if it comes up for other people too i would assume it does it seems pretty human Um, And it's the question of, what about when I mess up the weight? Um, In the moment, the question is less of a question and more of like an overwhelming reaction that kind of sounds like, I messed everything up! (laughs) You know, like that that feeling. (laughs) It's pretty intense. Um, But in the context of this kind of podcast, the question really is, what about when I mess up the weight? You know, what about when I make the wrong choice or go the wrong direction and it seems like nothing is ever going to be okay ever again because of um because of the choice that I made or even what if now I'm so much farther from getting the thing that I'm waiting for because of my choice like that's real that's that's real thought and a real question and and I feel you (laughs) I do I really really feel you um What's interesting to notice is that essentially what that question is saying is it's saying that I am so big that I can get in the way of God's unity. 
You know, I am so large and powerful that I can get in the way of God's unity and of God's plan for, for the world. But like, hello, hello. <laughs> like, like you are the unity. Like, literally, you are the unity. This all is the unity. All of this experience, all of you and all of your choices within this experience, like, this is the unity that we're talking about when we're saying God's unity. But it's interesting because there's there's a balance here, there's a dance here that is very subtle but is really something that we're able to experience because we're created in God's image and so we're the same way that God's able to hold opposite things at once, so are we. And what what we're trying to achieve here really is this radical acceptance of Hashem's plan and this radical acceptance of that we're part of God's unity and that we're going towards the thing that we're waiting for and that it's all going to be okay. Uh, independent of whether you made a wrong choice or right choice or whatever it is. But at the same time as that, the other side of the same coin is allowing ourselves to see how we can grow from the choices that we made and the situations that we are experiencing. You know, so it's this, it's two sides of the same coin, this radical acceptance of that everything is going to be okay and everything is okay because it's all God's unity and you really can't mess this up. And on at the same time, learning from our quote unquote mistakes, you know, and, and owning up to it and apologizing when we need to and and apologizing to ourselves when we need to really and 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 growing and learning and making different choices in the future. But it's a it's like a sandwich. <laughs> it's like acceptance, learning, acceptance, you know? But but we really, we really can't get in the way of, of the unity. We can't, we are the unity. <laughs> so, um, so just to remember that, you know, and, and along with that, you know, nothing happens for nothing. And these, these interruptions in the flow, whether they're caused by us or by the world or by whatever it is, which is really all Hashem as we, we know now, but um, for what, from whatever it seems like they're being caused by, all the interruptions in the flow, they're there for us. They're there to wake us up, to help us grow. You know, interruptions in the flow, really, they're opportunities for you to come closer to the thing that you're waiting for. And like we talked about before, a lot of times, you waiting for the thing you're waiting for is less about the actual thing and more about you waiting to believe something about yourself about your relationship with Hashem but something about your you you know so those interruptions they're there to bring you closer to your belief in that thing so lean freaking in (laughs) lean in yeah it's hard yeah it's painful and yeah it takes courage and bravery to stand up after a fall like that but 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 take it own it you know next time that that you feel like there is this big rock that you bumped into and you can't even get up notice the thought that's coming up in your mind in that moment and see if there's some there's work for you to be done there's work to be done there work to bring you closer to your authentic self and to the truth that you are literally beautiful and good and enough and worthy and getting the thing that you're waiting for and that Hashem is is holding you literally holding you so lean in Lean into the lean into the interruptions of the flow because they're they're there for you, not against you. Okay, so here's another question. 
What about when everybody seems to be getting the things that they're waiting for except for me? <laughs> it's a big question. Um, otherwise known as jealousy. We all have it. We all love it. Just kidding. It's actually a really stressful feeling sometimes. Um, so but here's a question though. You know, literally one of the Ten Commandments is thou shall not be jealous. But quite an obvious question to that is how could God command us to not feel something that we feel? You know, it's so natural to feel jealousy. Like literally you want something, everybody else is getting it. And it's like, hello, I want that too. And then you get, feel even upset at that person somehow, or like subconsciously, like you want to distance yourself from them or like, on honestly, in the moments of feeling jealous, what ends up happening a lot is that we go back to like what I said at the beginning, like the two kinds of things that happen to us when we feel, um, when we're waiting for something, which is like we either dissociate or become compulsive about the thing we're waiting for. So jealousy usually triggers one of those things. Basically, it's not a fun thing to feel, but it's something that we do feel. And the question is, how could God tell us not to feel it? Like, hello, we feel it, <laughs> you know? So what's interesting is that just like all emotions, we don't just feel things because we feel things. We actually feel things because we think things. All emotions come from thoughts, including jealousy. And we aren't just feeling jealous. We're actually thinking jealous. You know, jealousy happens when we see someone getting something that we want. And on some level, conscious or subconscious, we feel or we think actually that somehow that person getting what they were waiting for, which happens to be the same thing as I'm waiting for, is somehow lessening the chance of me getting that thing also. It's honestly funny. It's funny, like saying it out loud is like almost enough to make you realize like how foolish it is and like how childish it is. But like our child selves are real, like you got to hold them. And it's it's a real thought that that person getting engaged means that it's less likely for me to get <laughs> engaged. And so I feel jealous. It's it's honestly vulnerable to even say it. And I'm like, whatever. But it, but it's so real. I, I, I'd like to think that a lot of us feel that way sometimes. It's It's like imagine like children sitting at a preschool table and like the teacher handing out juice boxes and like the, all the kids are getting them and then the kid that's like seventh in line starts to freak out because he's like there's not going to be enough for me but like what the teacher has enough for everybody you think the teacher didn't count all the kids of course they did that's a teacher's job and if that's a preschool teacher's job how much more so like Hashem like Guys, we're all going to get the things that are meant for us. There is no such thing as somebody else getting your blessing. Everybody has their individual blessings. And if your soul says you need something, you are going to get it. And the question is just when and your timing. But it's yours. Nobody and nothing in the entire world can stand in the way of a blessing that is yours. Literally, the only thing that can stand in the way of you getting your blessing is is your thought that it can. And even that can't stand in the way of it. But that's the only thing that's in the way of you getting, of of your thought that your blessing is coming, is your thought that says that that person getting it means that you won't. But again, like I said a million times in this, <laughs> empathy onto you, it's real, I feel you, and it's hard. But I bless you that you you see the truth of it and you logically 
talk your way out of it instead of instead of beating yourself up for feeling it have compassion for the fact that you're feeling jealousy it's a real struggle you know if somebody told you if 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 i came to you i mean i don't even know if everybody that's listening to this knows me but <laughs> um you, again i said this at the beginning but reach out for real but if i came over to you and said hey i'm f- afraid i'm deeply and truly afraid that that i won't get married because it seems like everybody else is and so there's not enough guys left in the world or whatever that's a thought that deserves compassion that's a real fear you know what i mean and so have compassion for yourself it's okay that you're feeling jealous that that's that's it's normal it's it's real your child self is hurting and it's scared but in addition to that compassion you can hold your child and your child self inside of you and hug her or him and just say like listen i hear you i hear you that you're thinking that but don't worry i promise you it's going to be okay hashem is guiding the world hashem is running the world and you're going to get the thing that you're waiting for and you can be happy for the person that got the thing that they're waiting for because their blessing is not standing in the way of my own of your own so yeah (laughs) so um a little recap um there is no shame in waiting for something your soul says you need you are allowed to wait for something your soul says you need Um, and along with that um the space of waiting you know the process of waiting is as much a part of god's unity as the moment of actually getting the thing you're waiting for and what that means is that unlike dr seuss we are not just waiting and if we feel that we are just waiting it means we are distracted from the truth of reality and the truth of ourselves that this moment holds power and is being created by god for a purpose and that it's okay to be okay while we're in the waiting space. And it's okay to dance and to flow with Hashem's rhythm. And it's okay to find our power and purpose in this moment while knowing that we are about to get the thing we are waiting for. You know, we can really learn this from the Rebbe um, so powerfully. You know, the Rebbe's life was defined by waiting for Mashiach. If you ask the Rebbe any moment, who are you? I would I would like to think that, I do think that the Rebbe would say, I'm I'm someone waiting for Mashiach. <laughs> um, and yet at the same time as that, the Rebbe was so absolutely and completely present in every moment he was in. I mean, it's just fascinating to even think about that if you think about um, being at a bringing in and at Adafar bring and hearing the Rebbe singing and all the Hasidim singing the song of We Want Mashiach Now. You would think that naturally that song would be a stressful song or at least like an intense, overwhelming song. Because like, I mean, you know, like casually 3,000 years of waiting for Mashiach <laughs> might lead to some stress or anxiety. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the song it wasn't that and isn't that at all. You know, the song is joy. The song is fire and aliveness and presence. And um, it's almost like in the moments of singing that song, Mashiach was in the room. Literally, Mashiach was in the room while they sang the song about waiting for Mashiach. And in essence, I, I feel that, that that's our goal. You know, the goal is to live with a faith and a trust in Hashem and in ourselves and in the world and in the way Hashem 
runs the world that that it's almost like we already have the thing that we're waiting for it's almost like we're able to live with the same presence and and joy that we're going to have at the time that we get that thing and yes that takes work but perhaps perhaps that work is one of the reasons why we even have to wait in the first place just a perhaps but you know <laughs> um but I bless us. I bless myself and I bless us all with a trust that, with a trust, a, a real trust, you know, a trust where you're so sure that the thing that you're waiting for will happen, that you actually do the things that are in line with receiving that thing. You know, it, it's like, it means being honest. I, I feel it's about being honest with yourself about who you want to be when you receive that thing. And then taking active and practical steps to be that person. And yes, we must plan and make vessels to receive the things that we're waiting for, but but not before radically accepting and becoming aware that we are literally exactly where we need to be in this exact moment. And so yes, plan for the future, wait for the future, but but don't be in the future because then you're not here and it's here that you're being created to be. So this is crazy, but that's it for now. Um, I bless you. I really, really bless you. Um, the you that is listening to these words right now, I bless you. That if this touched you in any sort of way, that you don't rush to share it with someone else. Um, at least not before looking in the mirror and really sharing it with yourself. You know, feeling it for yourself. Because this, all of this, this is about you. And I know how easy it is to kind of like hear something and feel like, oh, this is so powerful. It applies to somebody else. <laughs> like, yeah, it applies to them, but it applies to them because it applies to every individual and you are one of those individuals. So I bless you to really lean into the truth that you really matter and your waiting process really matters and your life really matters, and your light really matters, and you, just you, as you are in this moment, you really matter, and you're really powerful, and you, you make, you matter, <laughs> um, so, so I bless you to know that, and to let these words apply to yourself as much as you would bless somebody else to apply it to them, you know, as much as you would feel they apply to somebody else, that, that you feel how much they apply to yourself also. Um, you know, I am simply a humble messenger to bring you the message that that you are so, so, so beautiful and that you are so, so light. And right now, right here in this space that you are in, in this waiting moment, um, you know, that you are so beautiful right here. And right now that you are powerful and that you are everything that you are literally everything that you need to be in this exact moment and yes i bless you that within the next 10 seconds literally right now or in this next few moments the thing that you're waiting for literally shows up at your doorstep but right now in this exact moment you are shining and you have all that you need and you are dancing and you are flowing and I bless you to see yourself to see yourself that way because it's it's shining from you, you know. And try to find it. Try to find it when you look in the mirror. 
Um, I am a messenger, really, to bring you the message that you are so ready to jump into the unity and find presence, joy, confidence, and trust in God and in yourself. And yeah, sometimes part of that process of jumping into that is crying and grieving and having compassion to ourselves and hugging our inner children. And that's not antithetical to the process. That is part of the process. So yeah, and I'm here to bring you the message that the thing that you're waiting for, that your soul knows that you need, that it is coming any day, any minute, whether you believe it or not, whether you feel worthy or not, whether you're stressed about it or not, it's coming. And I'm here to bring you the message that you are allowed to be present, to be joyful and to be confident as you live within however many more minutes you spend waiting for that thing. I'm here to bring you the message that you are allowed to hold hands with God and dance your way through this life. Please, please be in touch. I would love to hear you and your story and to know you and to know your story. Um, because you're what's up. I mean, literally, you're what's up. <laughs> you're the purpose of this world. So, um, really, please be in touch. And until then, I will see you on the dance floor. Mashiach now. <laughs>